Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the 10% Gameplay Podcast. Here having a nice little conversation with none other than Masuki, local artist, creative streamer, and newly found gaming streamer. We're gonna get into some exciting stuff. We uh, talk about some more anime, some mental health, and just overall art and creativity itself. So let's just go ahead and throw you right in there. That's fine. So, if you have any weird jitters to get out, get them out now. Yeah, I'm, I'm super nervous about being on camera. I've never been, you know, live on Twitch with my face for the public to see before. <clears throat> I know, and this is this is a big platform, so I mean... Right? I understand, I understand. I mean, Versadax <laughs> was, you know, sweating bullets, so... Um, there's already profanity in the chat, so this is oh my awful. Gosh. What did you What did you bring upon my channel? I didn't do anything. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna jump in, and we're actually gonna start this a little different than normal. Uh, as I know you a little more than most people, I guess, that have been on previously. Right. Uh, you love personality tests. So, sure, yeah, okay. We're gonna take a very in depth personality test, real quick, called What's Your Gamer Personality? Okay. <clears throat> All right, so I'm gonna be giving it to you, so I'll give you the answers. All right, so the first question is Choose a game console slash system. Option. Are you going to read all of those to me? Because I can see your stream right now, and that's so many. Well, okay. I mean, are you going to say PC, or are you going to say PlayStation? What do you What are you picking? I know the answer is between Neither. two of those. Neither? What do you pick? It would be a Nintendo console. Well, which one? What are my options? <laughs> There's... <laughs> you just... All right. N64, GameCube, Wii, or Wii U is one section, <laughs> SNES or NES is one answer, and then Game Boy DS or 3DS is another answer. So you have to choose one of those. The only one that I actually own is a Wii U, but like when I was a kid, I always, always, like for forever, wanted uh, a Game Boy. So which one do I pick? I don't like, know. Is this, it's just, just whichever it's... one, whichever one like I would want, like my, my dream one. Sure. Okay, we'll, we'll go with Game Boy then. Okay. Also, there's a banner right next to this that says, Are you gay? So Yes. Let's a... take that one next. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. What kind of games do you prefer? Old school, modern, or arcade? This this question kind of bothered me because it was hard to pick one, but I did. Mm, probably modern. Modern. I just want to let you know that my result was commentator. So if yours is not commentator... It means, it literally means, like, streaming on Twitch. Like, I'll pull it up real quick. So if you don't get, <clears throat> if you don't get this one, then you shouldn't be streaming on Twitch. Okay, right. I'll just stop streaming after today. <laughs> you're, a, you're a commentary kind of gamer. You love narrating a play-by-play -play experience of the game, even if no one's around. Reacting verbally to every action in the game helps you process and enjoy the experience better, even if you don't realize you're doing it at the time. 
Be wary of friends who don't put up with your talkative habits. Not all take too well to this method of gaming. Maybe you even record your own Let's Plays. <laughs> I was actually very surprised that that's what I got at, with these eight questions. I like <laughs> I like the context of that category without the end part where it's like, you might even record your own Let's Plays. Like, no, I just I say to hang out and talk to myself while I game. That's it. I don't record it. I don't do it for people to watch. Right. All right, next question. Which of these words would your friends choose to describe you? None of these. Talkative, negative, lucky, short-tempered, smart, or overachieving? I like that none of these is the first option. <laughs> it was. Uh, shit. Well, it depends on which friends you ask. Because for Coda, I'm the smart friend. For Coda and Micah, I'm the smart friend. <laughs> What is that saying about that, about them? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with none of these. Oh, all right. It's <clears throat> my favorite option. All right, so this is choose a color. I guess you can look on the screen if you want, but it's pretty much yellow, purple, orange, blue, green, or red. Of those specific colors? Yes. Ooh. Ooh. I kind of like the purple because it's images.sodahead.com. Images.sodahead. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the blue. I like blue. that color of blue. All right. <clears throat> All right. Do you see the glass half empty or half full? It depends. Did you fill it up or did you empty oh, it? This is exactly what I thought in my head. If you're drinking a glass and it is at the halfway mark, it is half empty because you are emptying it. If you are filling a glass and it's at the halfway mark, then it is half full because you are filling it. Exactly. That's And when I would say stuff like that to my mom, she's like, well, what if you just saw a glass and you didn't know? I'm like, well, then it's just halfway. It's not half empty or half full. But we know what they're asking. So is it is it half full or half empty? If it means am I an optimist or a pessimist, I would say I'm an optimist. So half full. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Who would you rather play games with? I have no preference. My friends, strangers online, I'd rather play alone. Hmm. Probably rather play with my friends. That's what that's what I put too, but then I realized I maybe should have put strangers online because you know, I like to play with my friends, but I like that they stay friends strangers online and I don't have to meet them in person. Oh, I definitely never want to play with strangers <laughs> online. Like, with the whole, whether it's between playing with other people or playing by myself, the only reason I would pick playing by myself is so I don't look like an idiot in front of other people. But, you know, if, if I have to pick between that. <laughs> that. That's what makes personality tests so hard, is you have to pick. What's more important to you in a game? Multiplayer experience? I don't really care. Story? Or gameplay mechanics. Okay, I just want to point out that I don't really care. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's, an it's, it's an answer. What is the most important part of games? Nothing. Nothing is the most important part of games. Um, probably story, because I like a lot of story-based games. All right, last question for all the marbles. What kind of TV do you prefer to watch? Reality TV, dramas comedies sports something else or news flat screen flat screen is the kind of tv i prefer to watch it's not an option <laughs> um 
I guess out of the only things that are like constituted as like TV shows, like it's comedies. That's really all just feel good, watch half paying attention comedies. Ta da! You got calculating, calculating. Hey, you got the commentator. Whoa, crazy. Look at that. I don't, what are the, the other results? <laughs> uh, oh, man, I kind of want to let, oh, let's see. So this guy got completionist. Uh, this guy got Champ. This guy got Rager. So, yeah, I guess it's pretty fair. <clears throat> there you go. You are a commentator gamer. Does that fit who you think you are as a gamer? I mean, out of the, the other options that you read, probably. Because I feel like commentator gamer is like the least I'm a gamer option that there is. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Well, because the other ones are like, I get like really into my games that I get mad and other ones like I 100% every game that I play and obviously none of those apply to me. Yeah, that makes sense. So <clears throat> you're back on screen now, so you, I wouldn't pick your nose unless that's really what you want. Well, so I, I don't, I'm glad I thought of that, the like 15 minutes that I took. Actually, I didn't even take 15 minutes to prepare. The three minutes I took to prepare for this, I'm glad I thought of that. That was interesting. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you spent three minutes to prepare, even though yesterday we talked about it, and I was like, please, please, just come up with some questions beforehand. See, but that was like, that ate up 11 minutes. So, I mean, it, it prepared enough, right? That's it. That's it. That's all I have. Interview that's, that's on podcast. Thanks everybody for coming. Um, <clears throat> good time. So uh, let's for reals jump into the actual part of the interview. Um, I'm gonna ask you some basic questions, of course, like everybody else. But then, of course, you have a unique perspective on some different mm -hmm. subjects. Um, first off, what is your goal with streaming? Dang, that's a good question. Because <laughs> I, always... I don't think I've ever, I don't think I like have a specific goal. Because for like a lot of people, you know, when they they stream, that they're like, oh well, you know, this gives me an opportunity to make money off of streaming, or this gives me an opportunity to meet more people, or this gives me an opportunity to get popular. You know, all these very, I don't know, typical things that people think of when they're like, you know, a person streaming. But I feel like the only reason that I started streaming was because all of you guys did it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. You know, that seems like something fun and creative to spend my time into doing. Because before that, you know, I was doing YouTube and then I just got burnt out on that. And I was like, what if I just do streaming? Like, it's definitely a lot less uh, work to to put into it than editing something. Because, you know, when you're filming a YouTube video and if you're like putting together a proper, you know, thought out video that takes a lot of effort and time into um, doing that, where streaming, it's like, okay, like I just have to come up with a time and something to do and then I just do that for that amount of time. And that's, you know, that's streaming and I, I get to have a lot of the same social benefits that come from it and, um, Obviously, when I started streaming, it was, you know, to do art stuff. And when I was doing that, it was very much um, kind of to branch out my, I guess, clientele and um, introduce myself to more people. And also in doing that, like I got, you know, practice out of it. But now like doing game streams, it is just more, 
I do this for fun and I get to hang out with my friends and um, a lot of the streams that like I haven't done very many yet but a lot of the streams that I've done like doing gaming have been with other people or have been doing stuff like Jackbox where you know it's with friends and that's kind of what like going back to the question like how would I prefer to play games like I really don't play games a whole lot where I'm just sitting by myself it's yeah let's hang out and do something stupid that's a game <laughs> Yeah, it uh, it must be nice to have friends that will play games with you. <clears throat> so, uh, I, yeah, I, I really like asking that question because when I first started the podcast, I thought the answer would be the same with everyone, but then I realized that it's, so far, it has been different with every single person, so it's, it's good to hopefully not dig a very deep hole, but to touch on it. Did you stop YouTube because of the platform or was it just your time? What made you stop devoting time to YouTube? I just wasn't passionate about it anymore. And I don't know if that was because I felt like I wasn't getting any return on that investment of time or I just ran out of ideas, but like it just wasn't fun for me anymore. And I'm definitely the type of person that, um, like I will see creative avenues to when I lose interest in them. And like, I'm okay with that. There are like, you know, people who um, will only do things, um, you know, if they're, if they have a goal into it or, you know, even if things get rough, like they'll stick with it. And I'm just there to have a good time. <laughs> like if it, if it stops serving its purpose where I'm enjoying what I'm doing, then I'm just going to stop doing it because I don't see why I should waste my time on doing something that I don't enjoy. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. I feel like Twitch in, in a very grand scheme is either a hobby or something you want to make in, into a career. Um, yeah. So, you know, nothing wrong with, doing it for a hobby I honestly feel like that might be easier on your freaking life because <laughs> it gets hard sometimes trying to do it for a living oh yeah absolutely I mean I'm sure you can speak to trying to do art for a living in that regard and it would probably be much easier to just do it for fun and not care well I mean that that's actually a very interesting thing is as far as it is a part of my life like you at least are a person that I know has always been very supportive of the idea of me doing art at some point as like a full-time career and I'm very much like no absolutely not that that isn't something that I want to do I enjoy doing art as like a part-time job even if it was like you know in, in consideration of like if I were to have like a proper like going to a place job, like of 20 hours a week, even if 20 hours of my week was doing art, like I would be fine with that. But having it be a full-time job is just too much energy. Like it's so exhausting to do art in a way that I don't think people really understand that it, I don't know if you understand this, like going from a job that's like, like a physically demanding job to a job that is like plan swift where <laughs> You know, like it's it's very a different kind of you're tired at the end of the day. And at least that was like my experience and understanding that. And art's kind of similar in that way that it's not physically exhausting, but it is very much draining. And there's only so much of myself that I can put into it. And for a very long time, actually, before I started doing commissions, like I didn't actually do art regularly. Like I, I didn't really do it for fun anymore. Like I kind of did doodles here and there, like 
at work and stuff, but it wasn't anything that I ever dedicated time into doing full pieces. And so actually doing commissions and stuff has been very fulfilling for me personally to be able to do that again and have a reason to actually sit down for like five hours and create art. <laughs> yeah, that, <clears throat> that totally makes sense. I mean, I've gone from throwing trucks to working at somewhere, you know, a desk job and mentally tired i would almost say is worse because it doesn't help you sleep <laughs> Physi <Yeah. laughs> physically tired you're like oh my body needs to rest and you just pass out but right. mentally is something else so no that's that's some good insight and that branches into um so you've been streaming more gaming lately uh are you going to go back to creative streaming or are you trying to go away from that what's your plan there um so part of the reason that I initially stopped streaming for a time was definitely in part that I wanted to wait until I had a better machine that had more capabilities. But also part of it was I really got burnt out on doing it. And I kind of went about it what I would consider the wrong way for me. That, you know, I, I set out this really um, loose based schedule, but then um, had always dedicated, well, I'm going to stream for four hours. So I, I didn't have where I'm trying to do now where I'm like, okay, every Saturday at noon, I'm going to stream. But before it was like, okay, every Saturday at some point, I'm going to stream for four hours and doing it that way, um, was just too much. Like I, I've talked to a lot of people that are like, once you get into streaming, it gets a whole lot easier to stream for longer periods of time. Cause you get used to it, but it just being a creative process. And then especially on days where like it was slow and there weren't a whole lot of people there, like doing a creative stream is harder because there's less commentary that you can give on that. Like you can talk about your day or tell stories or tell jokes or whatever, but kind of when you run out of that, there's like not really anything left to say because you're just doing art and it's a long form process. And instead of like a lot of short things happening. And so, you know, on days where it was just really slow, like it was hard to stay through those four hours. And I was like, I just am so burnt out on doing this as streaming. And I think that there are definitely um, times where I could consider doing it again in the future, but I definitely had to step back from that and then I kind of put up some weird barriers for myself that are not necessarily anybody else said but like separating my streaming from my commission so I'm never like streaming commissionary work and part of that is out of respect for it as a person as a commission and part of that is like some of these things like people treat it as kind of like oh this is a surprise if you're one of my viewers in the cinema like to not have everybody know about it in advance and so you know when the majority of my art that I'm doing is focusing on commissions that kind of limits really what I'm spending time for creative streaming. So, I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> that I'm never going to creative stream again, but just it wouldn't be the same that I did before. Like if I was to do it now, it would probably be like, oh yeah, let's, you know, fuck around and draw something for a little bit and then we'll play a game after or something. It wouldn't be a dedicated, we're only going to do creative streaming for four hours. Yeah, I, I would say to the person that, or, or people, I guess, that say it gets easier to stream longer, I feel like that's kind of a oversimplification. 
I feel like certain things, like you were saying, are easy to stream longer. If I <laughs> tried to play Dark Souls for an eight-hour stream, I would fucking lose my mind. But, like, I could probably play something like Doom or Halo or Gears of War where I'm just fucking around, just doing, you know, that kind of thing for a long period of time. So <clears throat> I think a lot of people get caught up in what they're streaming instead of just having fun and, you know, letting the commentary come with that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I feel like creative's rough. I feel like it's a niche that can get you new viewers, but as you're saying, like, what, what do you talk about? You just say, I'm drawing this line, I'm drawing that line. So when you were streaming creative, other than that, what kind of roadblocks did you run into? Um... Part of it, so when I was trying to screen, uh, stream creative, um, I would work on like specific projects, but sometimes with art, you kind of just get to a roadblock where it's like, I just need to stay, like take a step back from this, you know, for a bit and uh, work on something else. Like just, just let this rest for a little bit and come back to it. And, um, you know, when I wasn't focused on a project and it was kind of just like free form, I would kind of just get really bored doing it. Like it, it's without having anything else to do, like without being able to like switch to a different game or do something else to keep me entertained. Like the way that I was doing streaming, not that it couldn't be done, but the way that I was doing it, like I would just get bored and that would make it unenjoyable for me essentially. And so, I mean, uh, just thinking about it with us talking about it, like, you know, taking, so how sometimes you do that you like take breaks and like watch YouTube videos, usually it's like trailers and stuff, but taking a break to, um, <laughs> uh, to do something else to, you know, take a mental break and, um, also like doing collaborative stuff where there's somebody else to help keep you entertained that, you know, like, um, I feel like a lot of, uh, you know, a, YouTubers who do Let's Plays um, will do it with more than one person involved just because that makes it more interesting. That means that, you know, you don't have to come up with all of the commentary and that somebody else has ideas you can bounce off of just to keep yourself more entertained and easier to be entertaining, I guess. So what you're saying is you're saying shout out to Game Grumps right now. Well, I didn't want to specifically <laughs> mention games. I was like, I could just say Game Grumps. But then also there's like super mega and uh, I know that there are other people that are not just like duos, but like they'll, they'll do like group gaming and stuff. So, yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, you kind of answered it a little bit. So you did stop streaming for a while. Um, <laughs> other than wanting to have better gear, what was it that made you come back? Cause I feel like if I take off one day, then I'm like, Oh, it's easy to take off two days. It's easy to take off three days. So if I stop for a while, I'd it would be hard to come back. Well, so another part of it that I don't think I want to get too far into it, but another reason that I took a break was just there were a lot of things going on in my life and a lot of things like with my personal mental health where it was like, I just can't dedicate my energy to this thing. Like I need to spend more time like figuring my life out, taking care of myself, that sort of thing. And so um, I'm definitely in a place now where, you no, know, I feel a whole lot better about 
those things that were going on and that I figured out a lot of stuff. And so um, I was definitely in a position where I'm like, okay, I have the energy that I can put into something creative that I can put passion into something because I, part of me feeling fulfilled in life is having something to put passion into, whether that's just doing art or whether that's, you know, creating um, YouTube videos or doing streaming. Like I'm a creative person and I like putting creative energy into something. And so I was to the point where I was like, okay, I'm ready to do that. And, you know, I had made all these plans to put together this PC and it was something I had never done before. And it was something that I had wanted to try. And so, you know, finally when I had the means to do it, I just jumped into it and I've been having fun with it, even though I've only streamed like 30 times, like I've been having fun and there are a lot more possibilities that I have because I'm doing gaming streaming instead of creative streaming that, you know, I can try doing games with other people. I can try doing games online. I can try, you know, fucking finally playing Sims on my channel. Um, but just, just a lot. Sims. You can't make me. <laughs> no, <laughs> you have to. You guys, and you're freaking trolling me. Anyways, um, <clears throat> so just, I feel like we've mostly established the differences, but a good question is what, is, what kind of difference do you see in people? Like, so people that watch creative streams and come watch you do creative compared to people who watch gaming, what's the difference there? Um, and I cannot fully speak to, this is a, a perfect representation of it, but I definitely feel like the people who came to watch me do creative streams, um, at least from like my personal group of friends are a little bit different than the people who will come watch me do gaming streams. Um, there are a lot of people that just like me as a person who wanted to come say hi, to come watch me do art for a little bit, to hang out and then, you know, leave. And that for whatever reason was a much more open environment for them to do it from what I can tell, because since I've been doing gaming streams, those people have not really come to hang out. And that's why I'm saying, I'm not sure that that's necessarily a perfect representation, but there was definitely like a different group of people that they would come and just like hang out in a stream, which is, you know, a, a bit of a different crowd than some people obviously who go to a stream to watch the game. Um, and in doing gaming streaming <laughs> has been the only time that I've had people come into my stream to troll. Um, doing creative streams, I had never, had a single person come in and say, you know, anything upsetting or anything weird or, um, or just come in and say something and leave. Like anybody that ever did come in to say something seemed to want to have at least somewhat of a conversation, even if they did quickly leave after that. But, um, and I don't even think that it's particular games or anything, but just being what I attribute to being a girl on Twitch, there are just people that'll come in and say gross shit to you and then leave. And, you know, that just opens up for that to happen. And that's really honestly the biggest difference that I've seen, which isn't like huge. It's not like it happens all the time, but that's really the only difference. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's actually making me think a lot because I've been trying to watch Socks and Boxers here and there, him doing his creative streams and, I watched a guy do uh, special effects, and I'm realizing, like you're saying, it's really awesome how on Twitch people don't come in and just be like, yo, your art fucking sucks, bro. Like, I've never seen that happen, so it's kind, yeah. of, it's kind of nice to see on Twitch that it's a really positive community. Yeah, I've never really thought about that, but 
yeah, I, I feel like people who have been people that like, I don't, you know, know them or whatever. They're very, very nice when they come in and um, very respectful and will ask questions and stuff, whether that's about like what software I'm using or, um, you know, ask me how to do something or interested in what I'm doing. And just, yeah, you're right. Like very, obviously there are uh, different parts of the internet where people are much more harsh and critical towards, you know, anybody's creative process. Um, but at least in my experience, yeah, people have been very nice and accepting. And open. Oh, there's a dog bark. Kaya, there's no one home. It's the cats being crazy. <laughs> um, so, I mean, unless you're me and you're painting, I don't know why people like to tell me I'm not a good painter. That's kind of <laughs> unfortunate. So, anyways, <clears throat> we'll just move on from that. Uh, we're about to get to the chat questions section here. So, if you want to put them in early, uh, go ahead and we'll get to those chat questions. Um, we We kind of enveloped it a little bit but what is your ultimate goal with your art like what would be the thing that you'd be like yeah this is what i wanted so to be honest i feel like i've far surpassed any goal that i've recently had for art and i'm kind of at the point where like i would need to make you know a further goal to you know further grow um, when I was a kid, like I wanted to be a professional comic artist and that was I, what I drew all the time for, like I would make comics and stuff. They were all shit, but that was what I wanted to do with my life. And then, um, I got to a certain point in my life where doing art all the time, like wasn't really an option anymore. And that kind of fell out of my life um for a while and then um once i you know returned to having a desk job i did art all the time because it was uh what i would consider a, a fairly mind-numbing position of work and so to keep myself um focused and uh making sure that i was on task i would draw while i was doing work and um I'm definitely the most passionate about doing art for other people. And I don't know why, but that motivates me more than any cool idea I could ever have about art. Just making something either that someone has asked me or that just I'm inspired by them and I want to give them this art. And so, you know, I would for coworkers do art for people's birthdays or just because I felt like it. And sometimes people would ask me for it. And um, I had never made money off of art like that was just I think once in middle school I offered to draw some girl something and she was gonna give me five dollars and then she like changed schools so that never happened um God but damn kids <laughs> but um you know uh, when people were able to become affiliate and then you know people needed to have emotes done I was like oh I can do art and I remember like very first starting out, I don't even, I feel like it was like $5. It probably wasn't actually $5, but I was like, yeah, we're just going to do like $5 an email. That's fine. And so I, I started with uh, yours and wheat's really shitty first emotes that I made, just having no idea what I was doing. And then, um, you know, obviously I got further into it and I was like, oh, like, I have been doing art for a long time. I have a lot of experience and, you know, I 
I put a lot of hard work into doing art and I should probably make people pay me for the work that I do. And that was like a completely new concept because I would say in the general populace, like art is kind of treated as something that people want it to be good, but they also want it to be cheap. And people don't like spending a whole lot of money on art and artists are, you know, expected to be poor and starving and like this whole concept of, oh, like art actually costs money. Like you should be paying me for all this effort that I put into it because you can't do this and you're asking me to do this. So you're paying me for its service. And so like that is honestly out of my whole life, the peak of me doing art, but people actually not only are like willing to pay me to do art for them, but like even seek me out and are totally fine with like, they, they in some cases are even willing to pay me more. They're like, really? That's, that's all you want to charge me for this piece of art because I value it so much more. And so, yeah, like that's, that's a huge deal to me that I've even gotten to this point. And so I think, you know, if, if it was to ever be a goal past that, I have just not even thought of it because this is still amazing to me that I I'm in this position where I'm doing art for commissions. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's nothing wrong with being pleased with where you're at. I mean, maybe I'll get there one day and it'll feel really nice. And then, you know, (laughs) we'll have something to talk about. Um, so I feel you're still very, very competitively priced. So everyone who needs, uh, emotes, there's more affiliates coming up or even partners, just bombard her inbox so she has like 20 requests and then has an anxiety attack and you know it'll be great. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, medication and drugs and anxiety attacks, right? Uh, Fleetwood Gaming says, "Do a lot of streamers take Adderall? The level of multitasking with talking constantly and gaming at the same time takes a lot of brain power." Hey, I mean, I don't think you have to take Adderall to to do that. I definitely don't take Adderall. I take downers, not uppers. Fuck. <laughs> well, is Adderall is to Adderall make you is an calm, upper because it? because if you if you don't have ADHD and you take it, you get high. You don't. You get more like focused and stuff. I get. But that's so weird to think about. That's like I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but like people who have ADHD, like when they drink caffeine, it calms them down. Yeah. No. It that's has, like the that's opposite me. effect. <laughs> I drink an I drink an energy drink a half an hour before bed and go to sleep and oh that's gosh. it. Yeah, no, I was I was actually di- diagnosed with ADHD in like elementary. Some weird guy like came and sat and watched me, and then he was like, "You have ADHD." <laughs> <laughs> that's how it happened. I think. I'm just, At least, I'm just imagining like it. you just being a little kid and like playing on the playground. There's <laughs> just some guy like sitting out in a bush like watching you. Yeah, well, I have, I guess I have borderline ADHD, so I never had to take medication, but I'm glad that I never did, because I feel like, I feel like it's kind of a cop-out, at least for ADHD. I don't know, I'm sure there's people who need it, but I'm sure it's pushed more than it needs to be. Yeah, it's, it's my opinion, like, a lot of people have very negative views on medication for mental health in general, and I would say that if you need medication for mental health like you'd know because it it gets to the point of because like 
everybody can have a disorder, right? Like you can, you can have a very like borderline disorder. You can have, you know, very mild depression, like everything's on a spectrum, but the second that it starts interfering with your life where like you can't function, that's when people see out help. Right. And that's like, if you've tried everything else and everything still isn't working, that you're able to like function like a normal person should like, that's when medication is important and you would know. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like that's a really fair way to put it. Um, so we are opening questions up to the chat. So everybody put a put a good old little question doodle. Um, there was another one from Fleetwood Gaming. Uh, what did we have for dinner? I had uh, pull-aparts. I, I mean, I guess it's dinner. I ate it at like four. I, I literally have it like right here in front of me. I just have like pasta and it's all like gross and congealed and cold now but I can it's hear like how pasta. gross it is <laughs> don't ever do that again oh. that's what good pussy sounds like oh all right i'm editing it that's <clears throat> we're taking that that part out that that's a meme everybody mom if you're listening that's an internet meme so um what i mean i don't really want to answer this question on this episode but did you watch the new Han Solo trailer? Um, I saw it when I went to see Black Panther. Um, and I'm eh about it. Like, it's just, it's not something that, like, I'm super passionate about. And the only thought that crossed my mind is, do people who are really passionate about this like this or hate this? Because I'm sure that I could go see it and I'd have a good time and I'd be like, oh, that was awesome. But also, it's not something that I'm passionate about, so... Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't have strong opinions. Like every every Star Wars that we've ever gone to, like it's always such like mixed reviews. Like Jake is like, I love everything, and then Zach is like, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, well, I there's no one here, Kaya. All right, let me just let her out real quick. Put your questions in the chat. Just a quick break. There's no one here, and if there is, I'm getting murdered. What a, what a beautiful little interruption there. Um, yeah, I cannot answer that question today because I am one of those passionate people. If you want, if you really want me to answer that question, come back next Wednesday for the podcast episode, same time, and I will talk way too long about it. Oh, so you're saving your answer. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't read... I just don't want to get into it right now. I don't want to take up your time. <laughs> yeah, I was with... gonna say. To be fair, this is the, I, I'm the special guest, so the question was technically for me. So that's my answer. Yes, yes. There you go. That's the way to put it. Uh, good old Wheat X Meat says, "What is your favorite vine of all time?" <sighs> I think. Here, let's let's do this. I will. Um, I'll look it up real quick, and then we can actually like watch it and stream because that's how vines are meant to be enjoyed um is there another question um there's not another question particularly um so while we're talking about vine i i mean i guess i was i was on vine my vines were just random stupidness which i guess is what most people have um, were you a super vine person when it was alive or are you coming in after it died? Um, 
I mean, I wasn't, I did not regularly use Vine. Um, I definitely, obviously, saw Vines. It was still very popular when it was alive. Um, I, I know that there were a few instances where, like, I would go through and I would, like, watch Vines. But I would say the majority of my Vine intake was from other platforms that were not Vine. And so uh, I wasn't super involved in it. And I actually tweeted about this uh the other day yesterday I don't remember um that the whole reason that like vine popularity is where it is like as far as like meme status is because it died like if vine still existed we wouldn't be quoting all the vines that we're quoting because there would be new you know vines that existed we would just keep cycling through all the new stuff like if for whatever reason memes just stop existing in like 2010, like we would all just still be using rage comics because there's nothing else new to use. And so that's why we're still referencing all the same, you know, old popular vines where a lot of those probably would have been less popular, not necessarily forgotten, but if vine, you know, was still going. Yeah. I, I feel like that's fair to say. So this vine, this is the answer uh, I'm gonna cover your face for a second, and we're going to listen to this. This makes me laugh every time. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty good. That one is way better than whatever the freaking Susan or Square Up Josh or whatever the hell the title was today of the Vine title streams. <laughs> That we did? Yeah, I hate that vine. Oh my gosh, oh. it's so annoying. To be fair, I think I got really annoyed of it because I watched a lot of vine comps on YouTube, and it's in every single one, and it's not really funny. It's more, yeah. it's more like, oh, this is real life. Ha. Huh. <laughs> it's not like, ah, that was hilarious. I think, I think the other thing specifically about that vine that makes me laugh so hard is because vines are on a loop right and so there are some vines that like you watch them and it just gets funnier every time that it loops and for me that's one of them yeah the mariah that was a good one i mariah carey right it was mariah carey yeah. i don't know what i'm talking about we just mariah talked carey for emotion. like eight minutes about vines um so still taking a questions from the chat if you have any if not we'll just uh that question keep... that he has in there right now does anyone meet up in person anymore or hang out which is taking over well to be fair the only friends that i have are from twitch but they're also my friends in real life yeah i feel like so okay this is this is life i'm gonna lay out life for you you have we'll call it general education so elementary uh, junior high, high school, you make a lot of friends there. You lose a lot after you graduate from high school. Then if you go to college, maybe you make some friends in college. Once you go on to your adult life, especially if, if you have a job that you have for a long time, you tap out on how many friends you can make. So if you use Twitch, right, you can just make tons of new friends. And I've made, I feel like that's the most friends I've made in my adult part of my life is through Twitch. I think that for some people, that's definitely true. And I feel like you and I kind of fall into the same boat that we're not the kind of people that like going out and meeting new people. Like I would never go to like 
a concert and try to make friends with people like that just seems crazy and weird to me but there are definitely people that like will go out just to like meet new people and um i've always been the kind of person that like i only ever have close proximity associates like the <laughs> your your friend base from like when you grow up through school like there definitely are some people that like you live by each other, whatever. So like you hang out after school, but all of my friends growing up were, we hung out at school. Like we had classes together and we would eat lunch together and maybe hang out in the halls or like before class or whatever. And that was when we would hang out, but we didn't hang out outside of school. And so for me still, like all of my friendships are just whatever is immediately around me. So like I have people that I consider work friends who like I hang out with them at work and we can talk to each other and, you know, that's a social interaction for the day and that's it. And so any other friends that I have, yeah, are based online. And it's not that I don't hang out with people in real life, like anybody that I do have the ability to that, you know, I, I am friends enough or like enough, I'd be totally happy to hang out with them. And it's not that I never leave my house and I'm Colby and no matter any time that I'm invited to something, I can't go. Like I physically will myself to not be able to go. I broke you know. my own car so I couldn't go. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like for me it's a lot easier to make friends if I have that online, like, introduction first. Like, I'm not saying I would never have been friends with Versadax, but I'm saying the fact that I met him online and hung out with him online made it so seamless in person. Like, oh, it was yeah, just definitely. like, oh, we're friends. Yeah, if, if you want to humor me for a second, I, I kind of, I just want to talk about that for no reason. Uh, because uh, with my therapist, good old Doug, um, I, I had to like explain to him like what Twitch is and like how like online relationships and friendships work. And like he couldn't like wrap his mind around it. He's like, it just sounds like really in in lesser terms fake he's like it, it doesn't sound like a natural organic relationship and obviously hanging out with people online and hanging out with people in person are like two completely different experiences right like i can hang out hang out with somebody like online for eight hours and it still doesn't compare to hanging out with somebody in real life for two hours or whatever like they're very different things but like having a basis of knowing someone online and interacting with someone online there still is like a I get to know you as a person and like we exchange jokes and like we we bond and those sorts of things like that are still what you would consider make up the basis of a friendship and so then if you take that and implement that into real life like you've done all of the hard awkward stuff in an environment where like you're safe if that makes sense because you're like behind a screen and it gives you time to like think of your response and not say something completely stupid and at least for me that like a person that has a lot of social anxieties like meeting people online first absolutely makes my life so much easier because it gives me that time that I need for it to not be awkward and then once you've known a person like long enough through that means like even though it might still be kind of weird to you know meet someone in person there definitely is a lot more basis to oh I don't have to worry if I say this thing whether you're going to think it's funny or not because we already have an inside joke or I already know that you are interested in this topic or you know whatever yeah I feel like the easiest way I can put it for how I process it is like, I've gone to Comic-Con a lot and you know, I've talked to random people, it happens, but it always comes to this point where either I will f 
somehow get brave enough to say a comment or they will and then i'll just be like one response and then it's usually me that just stops talking to them and then they're all like oh okay, okay bye and it's not because <laughs> i don't want to talk to them i'm just like i can't do this in person this is too much so having it online like if i want to respond to you in a day or not respond to you there's no foul yeah so we do have some more questions. Spice, Sean Spicer, as I call him, says, why does Clarence love Jake Paul? I don't know if you Actually, want to tackle that Clarence. one. Oh, yeah, Clarence. Because uh, he's fucking cheap and not classy. <laughs> there we go. Next question. Uh, so hello, Luke H. Brown, L.H., uh, just going to point out that he said, humor you, I'm going to need my leg bones back eventually. But <laughs> And on to the next. Uh, do you, so Fleetwood Gaming says, do you guys think it's mind-blowing how you can talk to people anywhere in the world? Do you think people 500 years ago would this technology? I don't know if you mean would like or what. I don't think okay, it's... whenever I have like a moment where I think about stuff like that, where it's like, if I tried to tell this to someone, someone would think I was high, like any kinds of thoughts like that. Yeah, I, my mind, like I can very easily blow my own mind. Like it's not something that I think about obviously all the time, but I can just think like sit around and think like, whoa, like social media is so bullshit and we just post things and like we're talking to ourselves, but also sometimes people just like it. And when you like things, like you don't really think about it and you kind of just do it as a knee-jerk reaction and for whatever reason that validates you as a person and like <laughs> get down these stupid rabbit holes, but like it doesn't matter. But yeah, I blow my own mind. I'm like, whoa, it's so deep. <laughs> <laughs> well then, all right. So, <clears throat> um... I'm not going to answer this question because uh, my answer would be, I don't know, negative, I guess. But you could always drink alcohol or take drugs to feel comfortable with social interaction. Nothing wrong with that in moderation when in person. How do you feel about that statement? Um, I have, uh, so I have a weird relationship with substances and it's it's definitely not like you weird relationship but you know it, it's definitely different than you know other people like i grew up mormon right so like any kinds of substances were like a big no-no you're not supposed to do it and so then when i became an adult and i decided that i i wanted to do different things with my life it was kind of like oh I guess this isn't like this bad evil thing that people have always told me that it is, but I still never understood like social drinking. Like, and I like people that just like want to have a beer while they hang out. Like I, I never really understood that concept either. And like, I, I definitely like drunk in my life, but like, it, it's always like getting completely fucked up. Like all of my experiences in life of either, you know, doing drugs or drinking alcohol has been like, I'm partying and I'm getting, you know, fucked up. And so um, it was never a, oh, I do this to be more like just socially comfortable. Like I definitely was like when, when I would be in that environment, you know, when you're drunk, you're not thinking about it, but I was never the kind of person that was like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm just going to have, you know, like a beer to take the edge off. And so, um, I mean, if that is something that you want to do with your life, like that's 
fine. There, there are plenty of people that will argue that doing things like that is good for your health. And there are plenty of people that argue, no, it's not. And it's just something that I think has to be your own decision that, that if that helps make you feel better, then yeah, you can do it. There are probably other ways that you can learn how to feel better about a situation that are not using substances, but you know, if that's the easiest way that you want to do it and you enjoy doing it that way, that's fine too. Yeah, I feel <clears throat> I feel like the most simple way I can put it without actually putting my life into it, the description is to me having to drink alcohol or do drugs to do something, especially social outings, is not genuine to who I am myself. I don't have a problem being socially awkward. Other people get really pissed off by it, but it's me being me, so that's fine with me. Right. I don't know. My, not everyone would agree with that, but that's the easiest way for me to put how I feel about it. Well, to go off, so, I mean, your, your experience with substances, I guess, is much more limited, which is why other people might feel differently, and at least in my experience with drinking so what it does to your body can definitely make you do things that you wouldn't normally do when sober but some people will argue with you that that is the more true version of themselves but usually it depends on who you ask and what they've done <laughs> because for me like i've never done anything like particularly crazy um, like I've definitely done some things that I'm like, if I look back on it, I'm like, man, that was kind of a stupid decision, but you know, there aren't all, that's not the majority of my experiences. Like the majority of my experiences with any substances, I'm kind of tired. And I tell people that I like them and I say nice things to them that I already think that I would be too scared to say. And that's my real feelings. And that's how like, I really am inside, but you can obviously argue like, but I'm not the kind of person that would normally say that. And then I think when you're talking to people that do like really crazy things that like they regret, you know, when they're um, under any kind of influence of substances that like, that's when it's like, okay, that's disingenuous because I'm not that kind of person. That's not the kind of person that I want people to think of when they think of me, because that's not how I would normally act. Yeah, that makes sense. So to answer some more of these questions now, um, that was an interesting little side. It's not a side piece. We talk about whatever we want. It was interesting. <laughs> um, so I am 35 and Masuki is 17. Um, and oh, LH Brown, well, you had a birthday recently. Uh, LH asks, if you had to say what is one anime or visual medium that has influenced your art? Huh. Um, well, I can say that um, I, when I very first started art, there is a comic series called Fruits Basket. Um, and that was the first manga that I had ever read. And that really is what inspired me to start drawing um in that style at all to begin with that was what inspired me that i wanted to do comics and so i that's the only thing that i can think um i have like direct um connection to uh when i was growing up i also had a lot of friends that were like really into naruto and like 
I would do like Naruto fan art and we would have like Naruto based like original characters and stuff. And so um, that also has influenced, I would say, some of my learning process of doing art. Um, something people compliment me on a lot is, uh, you know, the, the way that I draw bodies and um, how people feel that uh, relates to some level of realism, at least my, my understanding of like how anatomy works um that I, I i don't know how to <laughs> explain it without going into like very much detail but like the fact that certain things are proportioned certain ways and um that certain things move certain ways and being able to caption like caption capture that as a visual um image that um that definitely uh can be drawn from um things that are more uh action based um like naruto or bleach those were some influences that i had that i'm sure were very good stepping stones in me learning how to draw because i was very 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 early mitsuki like that was that was i wasn't even mitsuki yet mitsuki and um when i got to uh well, in seventh grade, I took an actual art class and I was like, this is terrible. I hate this. My teacher doesn't appreciate my art. I'm never taking art ever again. <laughs> and so from there, it was like me just teaching myself. And so there definitely got to a certain point where I started using like actual references of like photos for trying to do art. And that's um, something that I still try to utilize a little bit. Um, but, uh, you know, depending on what it is that I'm trying to capture, sometimes using a reference from, um, you know, something that's already in the style that I draw in is better for translating to what it is that I need. Um, but I, I don't think I have any other um, things that I feel strongly tied to. Like, I stopped for the majority, like, watching anime, like in the middle of high school like it, it's not something that like i'm strongly opposed to or anything like it's not like i hate anime which would be very ironic um but it, it's just not something that like i was really into as a medium anymore so yeah so how often do you listen to paint with all the colors of the wind or that's the title right pocahontas anyways um i love singing it in karaoke but that's probably the only time that i ever hear it <laughs> Um, all right, last question, because we're actually, we're technically going over time now. Uh, LH says, yeah. "Has there have there been any moments in your art career that have made you want to stop? And if so, what made you come back to it? I wouldn't say that there was anything that ever made me want to not do art again. There definitely have been times that... Um, you know, I, I have taken a step back or um, I haven't put in as much time to it. Like com even now, today, with even my most like busiest time doing commissions does not even begin to scratch the surface of like how much art I did in middle school. Like I had every single sketchbook, notebook, any piece of paper that I could possibly get my hands on had drawings on it and like whenever my mom would want to punish me it was I'm not allowed to do art because that was like literally the only thing I did with my time and um so like definitely compared from then to now is not um the the same amount of effort but there's never been a time where I was like 
I never want to do art again. It's just been, you know, in perspective of how much I can do um, really, I feel like is the only, the only limitation that I've ever had is how much time and how much energy I can put into it is the only thing that ever limits my desire to create. And, you know, it's not always necessarily drawing, but kind of like how we talked earlier, like I always have a desire to put artistic energy into something. So. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty lucky because I think twice a month i'm never streaming again <laughs> but then i come back so I'm, I'm glad that i keep up with it i'm glad to have all of you here um so we're gonna wrap it up um always give you a chance to do any shout outs you want any links you want to add to the channel yeah. i put your um, art twitter and then your twitch but whatever else you want to throw yeah in let there. me um if it's okay i'm gonna go ahead and put in my the link to my discord because that's actually where i post my art because twitter has some weird terms of service that say that they own my art if i post it to twitter <laughs> so i really don't do that yeah that's that's interesting um and you are going to go live right after this to play some Pokemon, yes or no? Yes, yes. we are going to be playing some Pokemon Silver. Ooh, all right. So, um, yeah, any shout-outs before we end here? Anything you want to say to the people of the world? No, I, I've, I've been very pleased to be on the uh the podcast i've had a, a very enjoyable experience to talk and explain the best i can my experience as a, an artist and a streamer and thank you for having me definitely it was it was a great conversation i'm glad that we uh started it with a personality test because i would have thought of no other way to do it uh, <laughs> with with the personality assessment queen herself so <laughs> Um, we're gonna hang up with you here. We're gonna, I'm gonna blabber to them for a minute and give you a chance awesome. to go live and then we're gonna Perfect. raid you on over there. Awesome. Thank right. you. Yep. Thank you for talking to me. Have a good night. Okay.